Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, listeners. Welcome to the Rice series by Melting Pot in collaboration with India's largest urban network of public-private partnership schools, Akanksha. With 30 years of serving over 9,800 students from low-income communities, Akanksha now runs 21 government schools in Pune and in Mumbai. With a focus on quality education and holistic development, Akanksha is not only expanding its school network, but it is also reaching out widely and influencing changes in the educational space. We at Melting Pot are privileged to share Kanksha's impact on various levels of the education ecosystem through our RISE series. And we're happy to share with you some such resilient, independent, strong and educated women from Akanksha. I'd like to thank the founder Shaheen Mistry and the leadership team of Akanksha to come on board for RISE, presenting Season 6 of Melting Pot. Hi, um, I'm now in conversation with Namrata Kanvikar. Namrata is an Akanksha alumni and she's actually talking to me from Minnesota, which is where she's just told me that in the next five days she'll be graduating from university, which I think is such an incredible achievement. What I've heard about Namrata is that she's an exceptional student, always has been. And I'm really, really excited to talk to you today, Namrata. Hi, Didi. I'm also really excited to talk to you. And yes, it is like bright and early here, (laughs) 7.30am when I started this. So I'm about to graduate in five days and I don't know how I feel about that. It's overwhelming, but I'm ready for what's next in life and um, for my next journey. So, yeah. Great. And I'm sure it's going to be a successful one. So Namrata, tell, let's backtrack and tell me a little bit about yourself, which part of India you're from, a little bit about your community, you know, your family, and, and then how you actually got into the Akanksha program. Yeah. So I used to be a part of a government school until my eighth grade. And so until actually completely like seventh grade, and then we didn't have in the government school, we did not have like next grade. So like eighth, ninth, 10th, so secondary school wasn't a thing, wasn't a part of the school. And so the next question I remember going back to my seventh grade journey, I think at that time, the question was, where do the students go next in terms of in terms of school? No, so first, a lot you, of, sorry, sorry, Namrata, to interrupt. You know, so when did you start schooling with the Akanksha Foundation? When when did that start? How old were you at the time? 
Right. So I started following the Kangsha when I was in ninth grade. So I was ninth around grade. 13th. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. So the Kangsha education for you happened after your government's. Oh, okay. Okay. Now I correct. Now I've got it mapped out. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. It did. Yeah. You're right. It it began in ninth grade. So yeah, ninth and tenth grade. Yeah. Okay. So then, sorry, you can go back to. No. No. That's no. okay. No, no. So, <laughs> so you went to your teacher and you said, Correct. "Yeah." So, so everybody, all the parents and students had a question of where their where. So the parents were wondering where their where their um, children will go to study after seventh grade, and so a lot of a lot of parents weren't financially able to send their uh, children to private schools, and but a few of them just did because there wasn't see, like it was difficult to see a solution to the problem. But then at that time, a lot of a lot of work was put into was put into building in eighth grade in the school by teachers of Teach for India, and I'm I'm sure also Akanksha. And so an eighth grade was built for students, and I think that to me was really exceptional because. Yeah, because we 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 had an eighth grade and we continue to have an eighth grade in that school now, and so that just means that students can go to school for one more year for you know free education because that is that is really important. And so and after eighth grade, again the question arose like where do students go next? And so my school and another school in in Pune City had the same question that where do the students go after eighth grade? And so that's when. I remember a few of the teachers that I had in school came to my government school, and they said that we are building a ninth and tenth grade for these students, and that just meant that we get to go go to school another two years for and without having to without having to pay a lot for the education or at all, and so that just kind of convinced a lot of parents as well to send their like uh, children to school. because sending them to private schools wasn't really an option for a lot of a lot of parents so yeah i would say <laughs> i would say that's where the account is need begin according to me ninth grade when i shifted from the government school to to avbs acharya vinoba bhave school yeah and then i think a lot of the journey at akanksha <coughs> was really was really something that i hadn't really thought of as a as a child and in a positive way meaning that a lot of the things i learned i had never really thought that we could learn these things in school because school meant you know you go to school you learn these five six subjects and then you come home but i think the idea of school really changed from my eighth grade since teachers of teach for india and akanksha were introduced to us and learning became just more fun more and just unique in a lot of ways because we were not only what's taught in the books but also taught things that were um outside the box so learning about the world learning about current issues that exist in the world learning about art learning values that we were introduced to but never really understood the meaning of in some ways so courage compassion empathy and a lot of those things i learned at akanksha and i think that has contributed a lot to my personality now and it, i think the akanksha community keeps reminding me of uh, what are my what are my uh, true values and what my purpose is and i think that is very humbling in some ways and yeah i would say so like i don't know if i answered the yeah, question you absolutely <laughs> you absolutely yeah. answered the question so so in fact i was going to ask you 
you know, the how the transition from the government school to the Akanksha program, but and what were the changes, but you've answered the question for me. So that's great. You preempted me. Okay, great. So then moving on, you, I understand, got a scholarship to go to UWC in, where was it? Armenia? This was in Armenia, correct. Armenia, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so you did your, did you do your IB from there? Or yeah. IB, okay. So from a government school, to, you know, to an Akanksha managed program, which was still in the government school, to a sudden leap into UWC environment. One, how did it happen? And how did you adapt to this? Mm -hmm. Because it's a very dramatic change, right? What were some of the difficulties that you experienced in doing that how hard did you have to work in order for you to get the scholarship so some of these questions in whatever order you're comfortable (laughs) with you if you could respond yeah I remember actually going back to my 10th grade I remember when so a few a few people uh, from UWC the one in India had come to our school and to kind of introduce the idea of UWC to us. And I remember sitting in this one classroom and looking at their presentation. And they were actually, the memory is very clear to me because I was so amazed by the idea of UWC at that time. And this was, I think, if, I, if I'm not <laughs> incorrect, uh, like very beginning of 10th grade. And so I remember when they were showing us what UWC is through pictures and through videos and telling us more about it. I remember just thinking, how wonderful it would be to be a part of something so amazing. And so I remember sitting on the on the classroom floor and just kind of already dreaming about being a part of about UWC. And I think that's where a lot of times like the steps begin when you actually kind of already see that that you believe that maybe you can be a part of something and it might not always become true but I think it's very important when you genuinely want to be part of something sometimes it may come true (laughs) and it did in my case and I was really I was really grateful for that so yeah and so after that I thought it would be very nice to apply to this because we had the chance and I thought why not take this opportunity even though it was a little scary and the application process began (laughs) and yeah a lot of the conscious teachers from my school of course were there to help us with the application process and there was essay writing there was interviewing and I was so nervous I remember the the teacher who was directly supervising this process for the for looking over my essays and all for UWC I remember I think they had five students who they were supervising and I remember being the last person who submitted their essays to them for them to kind of give me feedback and then I thought that you know, I, I talked to myself and I said, Namrata, I don't know if this is something for you because I don't know if you're ready for this, right? And then this is 10th grade and, you know, this is a very uh, important year in your life because you know how 10th grade is viewed in, in India and I think other countries as well. And so I kind of doubted my, my abilities and I think for the right reasons because the year was so complicated in terms of the challenges that were coming. But then um, I think, The first round went okay. I went for the interview where it was also very challenging because students came from such diverse backgrounds for the interview as well. And 
we got a chance to stay at the UWC in India for two days. And the people at UWC had a lot of activities planned for us, interviews planned for us, through which they were actually, I think, doing the whole section process, right? And that was very, that was very, I think I was very nervous during that time, but that went okay. <laughs> and I think now actually coming to that uh, UWC journey, sorry, <laughs> it was very challenging, I would say, academically. And I, I did struggle a lot. And it was a very, again, I think it was a very difficult time academically and otherwise in terms of adjusting to a new environment, adjusting to a new country for that matter, because I do not remember traveling much outside of Maharashtra, which is the state that I come from. So it was just, you know, suddenly I was traveling outside outside the country and, and I was just two years old. Armenians, obviously the language also, I mean, UWC would have English, Correct. but the rest of the country, I don't know how much English they really speak. I'm not sure about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's right. I think, so that was one challenge. I think when we went to UWC first year, the, <laughs> some of the staff and faculty members taught us a little, a little Armenian. So we can get by, you know, when we walk into the communities, we at least know how to say, hello, how are you? And, you know, and so those kind of like everyday, everyday colloquial like uh, words that we could use or phrases that we could use or to ask for transportation, to ask for, you know, where we can find a bus or things like that that are useful to, to get around in Armenia. So we learned those. And so language was a barrier in that sense, because it was a different country where English wasn't uh, the primary language used by the people. But you know what was great about Armenia was people are very welcoming and people make you feel at home. So actually, towards the end of my two years, I, I thought like a part of me is always going to be what it is because of Armenia and the people that I've met there, whether that's UWC or otherwise. And so, sorry, <laughs> answering your question again, I think a lot of times at UWC, I, I had questioned myself and I had questioned where am I and what am I doing and kind of a reflection of what I'm doing in life. And so a lot of times I couldn't connect with the people that were at UWC, uh, a lot of the friends, because they were coming from financially different backgrounds and academically different backgrounds, just language wise. But, you know, I think in a span of two, three months, I adjusted to the, to the place much better. And then I continued to struggle academically. But then I think in my second year, a lot of, a lot of people told me that it's going to be okay. And <laughs> I think that was comforting. And that was, it was good to know that I, I have something to look forward to after this as well, after UWC. So yeah, that was kind of a brief about the journey. I don't know if I answered every single no, question. You did, you did. I mean, you, you did state on how adapting to a new environment was a bit tough for you mm -hmm. academically and otherwise, but within a few months you were able to. And yeah, so no, you did cover it. So then fast forward to Minnesota. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? <laughs> I mean, you've sort of journeyed from Maharashtra to Armenia to the US and in, you know, in Minnesota in the US. So how did all of that happen? And how much of it has, again, you know, we do go back to Akanksha and you have said that you, you were ingrained with values that will 
stay with you and that that actually were the foundation for you but you as a person as well obviously have a sense of determination and you want to make something out of your life which is why despite all you know the adversities you've been able to get to where you are today so so yeah so i mean i think i would say equal credit to you as well you know and and um, and you should be proud of that so so then um, how did you move from a uwc to minnesota yeah i first of all i want to say thank you for all those kind words i mean i a lot of a lot of that what i do is i'm learning from people that i meet every day all these values so i think a lot of credit goes to all those people that i've met in life for sure and now actually answering your question i remember again in uwc in my second year now the question was similar to 10th grade uh, when i was thinking of applying to uwc when i was nervous about you know if i'm going to get in or not into uwc similar question arose when i was in second year of uwc and i was wondering you know what's next and a lot of students in in our school in armenia were applying to us universities and universities that were in canada and uk or otherwise in in other countries and so the the question was where do i apply how do i know that these schools are a good fit for me and i'm a good fit for them and we had like counselors that helped us or you know teachers who were advisors so i think that was really that was really great and so i was able to apply to i think eight schools if i remember correctly and that was our limit in terms of applying to the us yeah. we could only apply to eight schools um right and then i think overall we could apply to 12 schools and Yeah so I applied to all eight schools in the US seven eight schools I think if I remember because one because um all these schools were amazing and I think the liberal arts education fascinated me and second because uh, financial aid seemed seemed good for the, was was a good offer in the US colleges so that's why again but a lot of a lot of the the decision was based on kind of what subjects are these schools doing well in in terms of some schools were doing really well in arts like their schools had a lot of facilities for students who were interested in arts i mean or um some schools were had a lot of facilities in in for, for the students who were interested in stem majors or you know political science majors so st olaf was you know one of the one of the schools that was really good for stem students that i'd heard of and so um i thought of applying here among the other schools that i applied to and actually i did not get the results from st olaf until until a while so i got accepted into other schools got also rejected in some through some schools and that was a little kind of there was there was moments when i had doubted myself again when you know i did not get into some schools and i think those are very important to to me those are very important things to kind of reflect back on because yeah when i did not get accepted into some schools i had questioned myself asking you know why is that and what is it that i need to improve and what is it that i need to learn and i think more than getting sad about not getting accepted i think it was more of more so of questioning myself that what are the kind of things that i need to still learn in life you know through those things and so and so then you know getting into your uh, not your bc sorry st olaf's yeah. um i yeah. was really excited that i got into one of the schools that i really really wanted to because this was one of my top top like schools that i wanted to get into yeah and then the transition again was difficult because it was a whole new country you know people again coming from different backgrounds and 
just a different experience in terms of what the two countries kind of value, you know, overall kind of the sense of the the values that are kind of are in people in the US and Armenia are a little different and they overlap as well. And so adjusting to the new environment, the new weather, it was really, really cold. I think uh, same in Armenia as well. Maharashtra had never seen snow. Actually, I'd never seen snow before, before going to Armenia. That was a big transition. You're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Payal, on this very unique and special podcast series, Melting Pot. And same in Minnesota. Actually, Minnesota has very extreme weathers. So winters were very harsh and will continue to be (laughs) if I stay here. And so adjusting to that was difficult. Adjusting to kind of the academics here was also difficult because the academics had become in some ways more challenging, a little different because the idea of liberal arts college, you know, where you study so many subjects in one semester and your kind of syllabus across different classes is so diverse. In one class, you're learning about political science. In another another class, you're learning about molecular biology. In another class, you're learning about South Asian literature. Another class, you're learning about psychology. And so if you have all these combinations of classes, you're learning about so many things in a span of four or five months in that semester that it just opens your eyes to so much that happens in the world and how you cannot really look at the world from one perspective. There is so many more perspectives that kind of look at and tell ourselves that the problems that exist in the world or, you know, issues that exist in the world need to be taken a look at from so many perspectives for us to kind of resolve them. And so for that, like, kind of, I'm really grateful for the education that I have through the liberal arts schooling during my four years, because I think that allows me to kind of look at the world in a way that that I wouldn't have looked maybe more so before. And even if I did, I think the education here just add, added on to I, like a change of perspective, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what a journey it's been for you, Namrata. I mean, it's just incredible. So what have you majored in? Uh, biology. In biology. Okay. Okay. Great. So you've got another three years in which to find yourself a job and then maybe move on to doing your master's as well, right? So I think it's it's a pretty well kind of paved way for you to have a career and to be completely independent. And I think that's quite phenomenal. So tell me, are you the first ever Akanksha student who's managed to who's paved the way for others to come into the US I'm not 100% sure but I, I think I might be <laughs> yeah because uh, <laughs> because every time I think about you know when when people say that you know that Namika you are the first student again I do a lot of reflections and I don't know how good or bad that is but then I then I ask myself you know what that means to me and what that means for the responsibilities that I must take that that come with, you know, wanting a certain type of education and wanting to take initiatives regardless of how many challenges that come that come my way. So, yeah, yeah, I think I think that is true. And yeah, sorry, <laughs> I might not be able to answer um, the question very well. But, yeah, no, you can ask. I mean, you have uh, the question was you were the first and the answer. <laughs> yes, you are the first. <laughs> Okay, so what kind of, uh, I mean, obviously, back 
in India, in especially mm-hmm. the school that you graduated, you did your 10th grade from, I am sure they must really, not just the teachers, but also the young students must you must be talked about a lot and they probably get inspired and they also probably, you know, start to believe that, yes, if Namrata can do it, so can we. So do you have any advice or do you have any, you know, anything that you would like to share with the young students? I mean, I would say Akanksha students, but also Mm -hmm. other students from you know, who've kind of gotten to a point where looking at you and your journey, believe that it's possible to do it. So what kind of an advice would you give them, especially the Akansha students back home? Yeah, so I I would like to quote something if that's okay. Yeah. So in my eighth grade, my sister had brought the book, I Am Malala. And, you know, this was the journey of Malala Yousafzai. I might be pronouncing her name incorrectly and apologies for that. But her, one of her quotes is, you know, one child, one teacher, one book, one pen can change the world. And that, you know, I think will remain uh, with me. That quote will remain with me for a long time. And it has in the past because when I read that book in eighth grade, I remember thinking that if this is true, that is, if it's true that, you know, we can change the world, with with one child, one teacher, one book and one pen, that means that there's so much that we can do. And so <laughs> I think at that time, I had thought that, you know, I do have the, the chance to study, I do have uh, the privilege to go to school, unlike a lot of other students that I had known of who had to drop out of school or for whatever reasons, I do have teachers who are passionate about teaching in our in our classrooms, I do have books to read, I have all the stationery in terms of talking about the pen part of the course. Yeah, yeah I, have, yeah. I have all of this. I have all of this. And so that means that change is possible, right? According to this code. And so as, as, a, as a child, I was relying on that code. And so, and I think I always have in some ways. And my advice kind of answering your question would be that, you know, a lot of Akanksha students have these facilities in some ways. And for those who, who do not have these facilities, Akanksha staff members and faculty and advisors and everybody that's part of Akanksha is putting a lot of effort in making sure that students have all the facilities that they need to have a very good education. And I think kind of opening so many, you know, opportunities for us at all times. And I think one advice I would have for students and for myself as well, as I continue my journey in life is that every opportunity is worth it. You know, whether that's small or big, I would say that I do not look at an opportunity as, you know, smaller than opportunities that other people might get or, um, you know, or if, if it's a bigger opportunity, do not, do not think of something as so great that you look down on other people. So do not do that as well, because whatever opportunities you get or your peers get are equally worth it, you know, whether, however big or small th- those are. So I think supporting each other during these times is very, very important because that support kind of, kind of helps you become who you want to become. And so, yeah, the, the, the advice would be, so take on all the opportunities that come your way. And I think that is what is going to help you in becoming who you want to be and take all the support that you, are, that you um, have through Akanksha and otherwise 
and support your peers as well in their journey because without that we we cannot move forward we need to help those that that need help and we need to seek help when we when we do need help in life so yeah, yeah that would be wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, coming from a 22-year-old, I have to say I'm inspired. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still learning a lot of these things. So when I say a lot of these things, I hope I can follow these things as well. the The fact that you verbalize it, it means that you're obviously thinking about it. Yeah. And I mean, given the depth of your journey from where you began to where you are today, I see no reason why you won't, you know, the next 10 years will (laughs) probably be similar or if not similar, then even better. I have no doubt (laughs) about that. So I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) So good luck, Namrata. And congratulations, because you're soon going to be a graduate. Have fun on graduation day and be great for you to share some photos, you know, and I'm sure you've got fabulous journey ahead and I'm sure your family must be really proud of you as well like the Akanksha family is proud of you I'm sure your you know immediate family must also be very very proud of you they are and a lot of times they you know keep mentioning that I'm not the kind of person who you know loves all the complimenting (laughs) all the time but a lot of my a lot of times my parents do keep reminding me that of challenges that I faced and kind of just tell me that I should be proud of the journey. And at times I am, at times I still think that there's a long way to go because, and I don't know if the time is up and, but (laughs) uh, for us, but I think a lot of times I think of this journey as something that must continue to, to work and whatever challenges come my way, I must face them. And, and, and the reason for that being that coming from a background, you know, where not a lot of times, I think my parents are, I'm very grateful to have the parents that I have because they have always supported me. They have been some of the strongest pillars along with Akanksha teachers, Akanksha staff, you know, and like my friends, because my parents, they have always supported me regardless of the kind of challenges that, um, that come in my life. And, you know, and I hope that parents are other parents that also, you know, have a have a similar mindset, I hope, because the 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 background I come from, not all students have had the opportunity to continue schooling because of different reasons again. And but they have done wonderful things in life. And um, you know, and I think I think it's really important for me to continue on this journey because if students do see this journey as something they can look forward to and something that gives them gives them kind of hope that they can also be on a, on a similar journey or you know they can face all of these challenges or similar challenges then for those reasons I must continue <laughs> with with whatever comes my way in terms of challenges because then I am no longer just I'm no longer just doing this journey for myself you know and I think you know those students should have faith in their journey and for that uh, whatever challenges that come my way I should I should face them should face them head on <laughs> and yeah. as I say them I'm nervous about what's coming for me but hopefully things work out as you no, said I'm sure they um, will yeah they will there's always you know as long as you stay positive as long as you work towards it there's no reason for it not to happen I mean you've gotten this far 
you know, and it's just patience and a lot of hard work and, you know, determination and you will get there. You'll get to the next phase of your life. I'm pretty, pretty sure and confident about that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Yeah, I. <laughs> yeah. So take care. Good luck once again. And I've really, really enjoyed talking to you, Namrata. And maybe, you know, you can go back to bed now. <laughs> because... <laughs> no, it's time to be up and going for me. Okay. <laughs> A lot of things to do today. <laughs> Lots of things but... to do today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, is, it has been lovely talking to you as well. And this was a little easier than I thought it would be because I've never done a podcast or you know something of this sort before so yeah, well, uh, thank you for first time right there's always a first time <laughs> so, yeah yeah no you were really um you were very comfortable and I felt I really you know I just switched off my iPad I said I don't need to have to go through the list of questions it's just going to be a conversation and it was a great conversation so thank you once again Namrata <laughs> have a good day thank you you too bye for more weekly conversations do listen to Melting Pot on Spotify Apple and Google Podcasts follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Podcast Melting Pot so until the next episode this is Pyle signing off Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.